When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Welcome to Sooners for Life, a podcast dedicated to Sooner greats, presented by The Varsity O. Learn more at thevarsityo.com. This week, Jessica Cootie sits down with Whitney Hand Jones. All right, Sooner fans, a treat for you today as we welcome in one of the all-time favorites for Oklahoma women's basketball, Whitney Hand. Now, Whitney Hand Jones, a mother of three young ones right now. I know that's been crazy during a pandemic, but... First of all, let's start with uh, just kind of give Sooner fans a little bit of an update of what you've been up to. Yeah, man. Um, it, life has been crazy as it has been for everyone in 2020. But um, yeah, we have a four-year-old, a, a three-year-old now, sorry, four, three, and one. Um, so, you know, they have been living their best life through 2020. No one should feel sorry for them at all. Um, you know, us on the other hand can really use a nap, right? So yeah, we've been um, just going in a million different directions. Um, football life ended. So we've been in the NFL for the last like eight-ish years, seven, eight years. And um, now coming out of that into the real world. So it's been fun. It's been, you know, figuring out what life's going to look like after sports, which is, you know, a lot. But it's been it's been a really fun, exciting year of dreaming and kind of starting to walk out some of those dreams. Well, one of the last times we saw you in Norman before everything kind of got crazy, you were here in town celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the reunion. You guys are having a big celebration for the back-to-back -back Final Fours. Um, can you just take us back to that and just kind of how cool it was? Because I remember talking with um, Sherry Cole, and it was like the way that that team picked up, like you hadn't seen each other in a decade, some of them, and some of you guys hadn't. 
And it was like, you just saw each other yesterday, just kind of the close knitness that you guys had been, but then it still kind of carries over to, to now. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's funny. I think a lot of us were like, we feel like we're 18 again, you know, like a lot of life has happened since that moment, you know, in our lives. And it was such a big moment, but um, you kind of get back around the same people and it's kind of like going back to high school. You just go right back to where you were when you were, you know, I was a freshman at that time um, at our first final four. So it's just bizarre to think that that was for me like 12 years ago. I mean, that's just insane. Um, but you really do just, you're just back in the gym where you lived your life 12 years ago and um, you just go right back to that moment. So I think when you achieve anything special like that, it's um, just fun to relive it. It's fun to walk down those roads. A lot of the stories I was like, oh my gosh, it feels like a completely different person, um, which is a good thing, I think. But um, yeah, it, it's special. It's really special. How, uh, yeah, speaking of, how special speaking of were those two teams I mean they're completely different you know you have the Paris twins and then nobody gave that next team that next year's team much of a chance but um you know the just to be a part of two completely different teams that did something so remarkable yeah it was it was uh, I mean I remember um we were talking we were watching the national championship game uh this week I guess it was Monday and um Landry said something like man there's nothing worse than losing the national championship we were watching you know Ohio State walk off the field and I was like, I remember that feeling my freshman year because we were such heavy favorites that year. I mean, we were number two the whole season, um, dominated, you know, everybody pretty much. And I remember losing to Louisville and I played heavily in that game. And the, the feeling of I didn't achieve, you know, as much as what set before me. So that feeling. And then the next year when there was zero expectation on us and we got there, I wasn't playing that year. But I still remember just the feelings are just so different when you're in those different positions and I remember the first year, all the pressure just building up throughout the season and, you know, I'm the Courtney double-double thing and, you know, we played all these massive teams and, but then the next year it was like every game, every win, there was just elation of like, we just did the impossible. And I remember being in Notre Dame in the Elite Eight, like to go to the Final Four and it was just the most surreal moment when I hit that three and I just remember it like it was yesterday. And so, yeah, it was, it's just a lot of really neat opportunities and um, positions that we found ourselves in those two years that were so, you know, different, um, that now kind of mimics life a little bit, right? You kind of are in these positions that feel familiar now that as you're walking through life. You were teammates with Courtney. You just mentioned the double-double. And one of her records just got broken by Maddie Williams scoring 45 points. Uh, the record by Courtney, 43, had stood since 2006. But one of the cool stories about all of that is that Courtney got to be on the bench for this record that was broken. And she was the one that went up to Maddie. Maddie didn't even know how many she had, that she was close to the record. And it was Courtney that went up to Maddie and said, hey, there's a record. Go break it. Since you were a teammate with Courtney, and we've heard a lot about that, that selflessness of her, that she really is all about the team. Is that surprising at all to you to hear that? No, not at all. Like it gives me actually, I just got chills and maybe get a little teary here because there's nothing like playing with someone like that. I mean, she was the most selfless human being I've ever played with and um, just completely rejected all the attention. I remember the double double thing and how like it was just constantly talked about, right? Like the media would ask you about it. It was constant and she hated it. And I remember the Tennessee game. I know she didn't foul out on purpose, but when she fouled out, I, I almost, she got to I think she may have said this, don't quote me on this, but she may have, like, there's a sense of relief, right? When that's kind of like done. And I believe her with my core because she was so about the team. She hated that all the attention 
was on her during those moments. So um, it doesn't surprise me at all. I, I bet even she was just the most excited. There was no jealousy in her. I guarantee it was all genuine excitement because that's just the kind of human being she is. And um, I just think, yeah, it's just really special being able to see that played out in real time. Uh, obviously, first year coaching with Coach Cole, when you first heard the news that, you know, Coach Cole was going to bring her on staff, what was your reaction? I was so excited. Like, it was just number one for the program. I think it just speaks um, just so highly of Coach Cole when, and ever anybody, you know, wants to come back and coach under you. I think that's just a neat, you know, picture to paint for anyone who's going to come play with you. And then from a recruiting standpoint, you know, if you have an opportunity to learn from and be coached by Courtney Paris, there's not um, there's not much like that. So I was excited for the program, just in the promise that showed, and and excited for Courtney. Just I know going through transition and how difficult it is coming out of sport and moving on and figuring out what you're going to do. So just seeing that she wanted to stay in the game as a lover of women's basketball, that was like a fun, neat um, surprise that I saw on social media one day. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> you you got to think like that's got to be, she's got a lot of advice and wisdom and years that she can instill into the next generation, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And in every way, right. It's not just post moves and, you know, she's got the best hands probably of anyone who's ever played the game, but rebounding, you know, position, all the technical stuff for sure. But you think about what she's navigated in her life regarding the other pieces of it, right? The emotional pieces, the mental pieces, the pressure, um, you know, friendships, relationships, all the things. And um, she's got so much to give. And I'm excited for all those girls that get to be touched by her. So you played with Courtney, you played with AT, Amanda Thompson also on the team. It's funny when uh, Coach Cole hired Courtney, she said, hey, nobody in America wants to take on my staff in a pickup game with AT, <laughs> with Courtney, and with Jackie Styles. I mean, that's a pretty loaded uh, st- coaching staff of former players, right? Yeah, and like Coach Cole would be like off the bench. I don't even think she'd be in the starting lineup, so she better watch out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um you know, speaking of playing for Coach Cole, I know you were really, you know, super inspired by playing with her. And I, I'm sure that's part of what inspired you to get into what you're doing now. Um, you as a player and what you kind of learned, why was that important for you to want to instill that into, you know, the next generation? I know you you went back to school, you're, you're counseling, you're not just coaching and developing players from a basketball standpoint, you wanted to be able to relate to them from a mental aspect too. Can you walk us through that process and why that was important for you? Yeah, um, it's been a journey, I will tell you. I think, um, you know, when you're this, um, I guess, high up in your sport where you all you think about is your sport, right? And I think many of us who've been there can relate to that. Like you're just tunnel visioned on what's next and what you're trying to achieve, um, which is a great thing. I think that teaches you so much as far as like discipline and achievement and great things. Um, but then as you're coming out of it, you're kind of breaking it down. Like what I really love about that experience and how do I like tap into that for the rest of my life, right? Like I'm an expert in this one thing. How do I tap into that? So I began coaching just because I was like, I guess that's what's next. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, and as I was coaching, realizing that um, there, just this level of care that I didn't feel like I was able to give these kids as their high school coach. So, um, yeah, it led me on this journey to figure out, like, what piece of it I was actually really inspired by. And um, it led me in this journey of, you know, counseling and um, performance coaching and all the things. And I think um, now when I'm kind of doing my work, it's um, – really to be able to give these kids a gift of like maximizing this opportunity while they're in it. Cause I think in the moment 
when there's all the the pressures and you know people kind of have your life mapped out for you when you're playing and just allowing them to just develop some awareness around like why am i playing and like why is this such a big deal right why am i feeling all this pressure and why um am i feeling what i'm feeling why am i reacting how i'm reacting and just allowing them to kind of work through some of that to develop their resiliency and really develop them as a human being um is really important to me and i know now looking back i'm like that's the gift i was given through the people that touched me and really spoke into my life and you know everyone knows youth sports these days are just insane so if we can give them some level of this is going to mean something later and this is like why you're doing what you're doing um i think it just it just you know allows them to have some peace and enjoy the journey a little bit more very cool that's awesome what did um coach cole how did she impact your life in that way yeah, so she, I will always say, I think her greatest gift, and everyone who's ever played with her knows sitting in her office is probably the most uncomfortable experience of your life, and she knows that as well. I don't think that would be a shock to her. Um, you know, you never leave not in tears, and it's a good thing because it's like she has this ability to see where you're supposed to be. Like, she can see your potential before you even, like, I don't know, even crack open that box. And she sees it in way she's recruiting you when, you know, you're a freshman, when you're playing pickup, she just sees it and she calls you to that standard. So it's a hard journey to get there because it's like every day, it's like, you're not there yet. Like, this is where we got to go. Um, but when you look back over the body of work that you created, um, you just realize like, oh, she was pushing me toward this human being. Like she was pushing me to be the strong, you know, capable, independent human. Um, and that to me is just been priceless because now I think I'm realizing like, Oh, I can do that to myself. Like I can see that in myself now. And when you're 18, it's really hard. And I think you need somebody like that to call you up to who you're, you know, created to be. Yeah, for sure. You were very highly recruited. Um, now that you've kind of been removed from it a little while, and obviously you met your husband at Oklahoma, but how appreciative are you now looking back that you made that decision to become a Sooner? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like Oklahoma, it's just like, it's crazy. We, Landry and I talk about that all the time. Like, what are the odds, right? Um, he's from New Mexico and I'm from Dallas. So it obviously could have gone a hundred different directions. Um, but yes, I'm. You, we wouldn't trade it for the world. I know I wouldn't. Um, in the relationships I made. And um, I think the value systems that were put in place in me at Oklahoma. Um, and then even just, um, again, honing in on this idea of like, man, I don't want to miss like the thing I was made for. And I think being in Oklahoma allowed me to just see lots of perspective. And that was um, just such a gift to me. And like I said, I mean, Landry and I met and I know that was, you know, not by chance. And it's just a lot of really awesome things at work there. So um, it's, yeah, it's proven to be such a, such a gift. We're both so grateful for our experiences. So I'm working currently on uh, National Girls and Women in Sports Day projects. And one of the things I'm working on is talking to current student athletes about women that impacted them in their sports careers and kind of inspired them to the path that they're on right now. And um, Ana Yanusa was a huge fan of Courtney Paris, and I got to sit down with Gabby Gregory, and I asked her who was her favorite Sooner, and she said you, Whitney Hand, and that you really inspired her to want to become a Sooner. So you think about the players that are playing now, and Courtney's like, I didn't even know they knew you know, who I was back then, but you think about the players that are playing now that you had such an impact on those young girls. What does that mean to you? It's just, that's crazy. I mean, I like Courtney. I'm like, you, you remember who I am? I'm like, <laughs> I'm kind of a washed up, 
you know, a little overweight mom now, you know, it's it's been a while, Um, but no, it's so um, flattering. And I think it's, yeah, it's just, it makes you smile and um, you don't really realize it while you're playing. Right. And I think um, just to speak to the generation that's out there right now, it's like, man, there are eyes on you and you hear it a lot, but then being reminded of that, um, it makes you, it makes you proud of what you've done. And, I'm proud of the work you put in, and I know that I'm just really grateful that you even have the opportunity to be on any kind of platform. I think we all know how valuable that is, especially these days when it's just so volatile. And um, if we can give anyone some kind of source of inspiration and encouragement, it's like job well done. We, you know, did our job, so that's awesome. Gabby talked about how her and her dad talked a lot about seeing how you handled all the adversity that you went through. Um, Obviously, you're older and you're wiser now, but you did. You handled it with such grace. How were you able to manage and navigate through, you know, Gabby had got a chance to see it and was impacted by it. But if someone's listening and maybe are down and out, how did you navigate, especially at a young age, through such tough times? You know what? Honestly, I don't know that I agree that I navigated it with grace. Um, I think that's really kind. Um, I probably could have done a lot better. And I think I'm realizing that now, you know, out of it. Um, I was consumed by it and it was, you know, my life and it was um, hard, obviously. And some of the, you know, when you're going through hard times for the first time, you know, it's like you have, you're learning and that's okay. And there's grace there, but I definitely would have done things, you know, there's a lot of things I would have done differently in those moments. Um, Wish I could have gotten outside of my situation a little bit more for sure. Um, But I think, you know, the, the, the discipline that forged in me, I just, I think about like, I got the opportunity to be drafted that season after I was hurt. And then I had to train while I was in Pittsburgh when Landry was in his rookie season. And no one knew who I was. I was like in a dark gym at like 4 a.m. And I remember thinking about these moments of like, this was forged in me, you know, in the training room day in and day out. And being able to even like have the discipline to do this, that felt like such a gift from that experience. And and then now, you know, you talk about motherhood and there's no greater fire to be <laughs> thrown into. Um, and those ex- everything just comes back and everything teaches you something. So, um, yeah, I, I think I wish I could have gotten my eyes off myself and my situation a little bit more in those moments, if I'm being completely honest. But um, but I will say that I don't remember those. Like I don't remember the hard now. It's like it's all good. Like It really is. I look back on it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was hurt for a lot of that. But it used to be such a big part of my story. And now it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I battled some injuries. It's not that big of a deal. Um, So the basketball piece, the experience piece kind of all comes together. And um, it kind of ties together, right, with the pretty boat, because it really was overall, like the best of experiences. So you think about that impact, though, that you had on a young Gabby Gregory, who's now getting to live her dream of being an Oklahoma Sooner, and the impact Courtney Paris had on Ana Yanusa, who's now getting to live her dream of being an Oklahoma Sooner. And Just the fact that there were women that, you know, young girls could look up to and inspire. So as we're talking about, you know, national girls and women in sports, how important is that to have women for young girls to look up to and inspire to be? It's so important. It's so important. I was talking to one of my high school girls and she was doing a paper on the the pay stuff, the equal pay stuff. And um, she was asking me my opinion. And I'm just, as I think about it, I'm like just so motivated by the girls that are fighting the fight because it's so much, so much more than money. Right. And I think we all understand that, but just to be able to tell these girls, like there's value to you and there's value to what you do. And that means so much. So one, if we stop fighting that fight and I know that I, I see these women that are like in the thick of it, I think of like Danielle Robinson, right. She's still, she's out there. She's fighting it day in and day out. And I'm like, 
she is, I mean, inspiring generations to activate underneath her. And I'm like, that is just, that's it. If we stop, then we don't allow them to continue the work that everyone has done ahead of them. So I know I've played a tiny, tiny role, but there's so many more women that are playing like this massive role in this fight for, you know, these girls' hearts and their minds and, and their goals and their dreams and just allowing them to really live out, you know, the American dream in their sport. So um, I am like so on board with that. And I'm so grateful for all the women who came before me and then all the ones I even know and can watch and admire from afar. Whitney, great stuff as always. Always enjoy talking to you. Such great perspective. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Jess. Bye. Thanks for joining us for Sooners for Life, presented by the Bar City O. Learn more online right now at thebarcityo.com. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.